My name is Makai Cook, and, um, and how old are you? Seven, eight years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he controls the whole entire universe. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so excited to share with you today about our friend Jesus, who loves being with us every moment of every day and night. Last week, I told you that God was getting ready to move his cloud and lead the Israelites somewhere else. By watching the cloud that covered the tabernacle, they knew exactly when they were supposed to stay put and when God was going to lead them into something new. God told Moses, make two silver trumpets. When the people hear the sound of both trumpets, they should all gather at the entrance to the tabernacle. But if only one is blown, then just the leaders of each tribe will come. Use long trumpet sounds for gathering the people and different trumpet sounds for sounding an alarm to get the people ready to move out quickly. Aaron's sons will be the ones to blow the trumpets, and each time I lead you into battle, make sure they blow the trumpets to show that they are calling on me to save them. Have them blow the trumpets on happy days too, feasts, and each new month, and as you offer sacrifices to me. The sound will help you to remember me. So two months into the second year since the people were rescued from Egypt, they saw the cloud lift from the tabernacle and the people set out, each of the twelve tribes in a line, and left the wilderness of Sinai, traveling three days to a place called Paran. Before they left, Moses said to his brother-in-law, a Midianite, Come with us to the place the Lord promised to give our people. But Hobab said, I'm going to go back to my own people and land instead. Each morning when they traveled, Moses watched the cloud over the Ark of the Covenant and said, Lord, may your enemies run away from you in fear. And when they stopped, Moses said, Come back to us, Lord, to all our people. But the people weren't thankful for the Lord's leading in their travels. They complained about how hard their lives were camping in the wilderness. God sent fire to burn the edges of their camp, and the people cried out to Moses. When Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire died down. But soon after, the people started complaining for meat, saying, If 
only we had meat to eat. We had all the fish we could want in Egypt, as well as cucumbers, onions, and garlic. But now all we have is this manna. The people had been gathering the manna from the ground each morning and using it to make cakes, and it tasted like sweet, buttery bread. Well, when Moses saw that the Lord was angry with the people, he cried to the Lord in frustration, saying, Why are you treating me like this? These people are like a heavy weight I have to carry around. I didn't give birth to them. Where am I supposed to get meat to feed these people? I can't stand their demands anymore. Just kill me if I've pleased you so far. Otherwise, I will become a nasty failure. Then God said, Go get seventy elders from the people of Israel and go with them to the tent of meeting. I will talk. I will talk with you and take some of my spirit that is on you and put it on them too, so that you won't be alone in taking care of the people. Tell the people, prepare yourselves, because tomorrow God is going to send meat. He has heard your complaining and will give you meat, not just one or two days, but every day for a month. So much meat that even the smell of it will make you sick to your stomach because you rejected the food God provided. But Moses said, There are over 600,000 men. Even if you killed all the flocks and herds or gathered all the fish of the sea, would it be enough? God said, Do you think my hand is short? Just wait and see whether I'm able to keep my word. So Moses told the people everything the Lord had said. And when the elders were all gathered around the tabernacle tent, God's Spirit came on them, and they started speaking His words. Even the two elders who had been chosen but didn't show up received God's spirit of leadership and spoke God's words where they were in the camp. Joshua, Moses' helper, found out what had happened and told Moses to stop the two men. But Moses said, Are you jealous? If only God's spirit could rest on everyone. Then God sent a wind which drove flocks of quail to the Israelite camp and made them fall all around the camp. The people gathered them all day and all night and all the next day. And when they prepared the meat and started eating it, God sent a plague on the people. And the people who had gotten everyone else to start complaining about the meat were killed. Then God's cloud led the people to a place called Hazaroth. It was there that Moses' sister and brother, Miriam and Aaron, started speaking against Moses. They didn't like the woman he had married and said to each other, God hasn't just spoken through Moses, has he? Hasn't he spoken through us too? And God heard what they said. 
But Moses had been treating everyone with humility. So God called Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to the tabernacle. And when they got there, God's pillar of cloud stood at the entrance and called Aaron and Miriam forward, saying, I speak to prophets through visions and dreams, but with Moses I speak clearly, and he sees my form. He is my faithful servant, so why would you speak against him? When the cloud left, Aaron looked over at Miriam, and she was covered in a leprous skin disease. Aaron cried out to Moses, Don't punish us because we have foolishly sinned. Don't let Miriam go around as someone half dead with disease. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, please heal her, please. But God said, Shut her outside the camp for seven days, and then she may come back. And the people waited to pack up and move on until Miriam could come back into the camp. Next time, we'll find out what happens when God tells Moses to send out spies to check out the land he had promised to give them. And the spies made a big mistake. So why would God choose to stick with a people like this? People who ignore all the ways God is taking care of them and choose to complain about their food instead. People who had been rescued from slavery and couldn't even grow their own food in the desert but needed God to keep them alive. People who blamed the man God had chosen to lead them for their troubles and thinking it was his job to fix everything. And people who got jealous of Moses' leadership thinking they could do just as good of a job. If God didn't need these people, why would he want them? Well, because they were his. And because he loves rescuing people who are trapped and finding people who are lost. God had given a promise to Abraham hundreds of years earlier that he was going to make Abraham into a great nation and that all the peoples on earth would be blessed through him. Abraham didn't have any children and was very old, but God sent him a son named Isaac, and that's where the great nation began. God had promised way back in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve had sinned and had been cursed, that he would send someone to crush the head of the serpent who deceived them. And God was going to do it using the family line of the Israelites, the tribe of Judah, and a young couple named Mary and Joseph. God was going to send his Holy Spirit on Mary so that he could grow inside her womb and be born as a baby who would grow up and crush all the sins of the world through his death on the cross. He became the blessing that all the other nations, including our nation, would need so that we could live forever with him in his perfect kingdom. 
Some people might think their own way sounds better than living in God's blessing, like Moses' brother-in-law did. Now, we don't have silver trumpets to warn people and invite them to follow the way God is leading, but we do have our mouths to tell them how much Jesus loves them and that they don't have to ever figure out life on their own because Jesus wants to hold their hand and walk with them. We can tell them that anything they're afraid of, whether it's dark shapes in their bedroom or finding out that they have to move to a new city, they can know that Jesus is stronger than anything and can go before them, pushing away the scary things and stay with them at the same time. Sometimes they might think that getting what they want is more important than being thankful for the way God is giving them what they need. They don't want to be happy unless God answers their prayers exactly how they want. But just like the Israelites filled their minds with thoughts about meat, 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 if all they can think about is what they want and don't have, there's no room for thinking about all the good things God has given them and no room for them to listen to the things God wants to tell them. When God is helping us to enjoy him, we might be frustrated like Moses that our friends aren't enjoying Jesus too. But we know that what Moses had wanted has actually come true. When we choose to trust in Jesus, His Spirit does rest on all of us so that we can speak the words He gives us to encourage others and lead them to Jesus. Moses couldn't imagine how God would provide all that meat for the Israelites, but he still told the people what God said. And God chose to keep showing Moses and the people His power so that they could know what a great provider He is. Is there something that you want God to do and you have no idea how he's going to do it? Though our desires aren't always his best desires, he also loves to give good things to his children. So why not ask? Jesus also loves to give us special jobs to do with him. Jobs that show people his love and what he's like. Miriam and Aaron weren't happy with the jobs God had given them to do and thought that Moses' job of leadership looked cooler than theirs. But even though God put a disease on Miriam, he also healed her so that she could be back in the camp after seven days. Maybe what God is asking you to do doesn't seem as cool as your pastor or favorite singer. But since God has given each of us his spirit, he's excited to give you very special tasks that you can do together, things your pastor isn't being asked to do. So who do you think Jesus might be wanting to help you love today? Who might he want you to help or say a kind word to? If there's something you want more than anything else right now, 
even if it's a toy you didn't get for Christmas or a special job your teacher gave your friend instead of you, why not tell Jesus about it and imagine yourself placing it in his hands? He just might have something even better behind his back to share with you. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving our side. Would you help us to know your love more and to trust you in the good jobs you have for us to do? Thank you for being our friend. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks again for joining me today on the Jesus is Better podcast. See you next time.